welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Well, hello, hello, beautiful souls and treasure friends around from around the world. Welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. There's no questions at all that these are intense and challenging times for everyone. One of the many variables that makes these times so challenging is that there seems to be no such thing as business as usual. No kidding. Or as a couple of our dear friends have been saying most of their illustrious lives, we had plans, but God had different plans for us. Indeed, pandemic or not, Most of us still have to make plans, organize, and schedule things. The only difference in the past 13 or more months now is that, well, God may have other plans and schedules for us. The great thing about not being able to count on schedules and plans these days is that we have to not only be much more flexible, but imaginative and creative. After all, We are spiritual beings having all kinds of human experiences, and it is in our spirit that our true creativity resides. When we are forced to be more creative in the way we live every day, it reminds us that we are spiritual beings and need to reach more deeply into that eternal and internal wellspring of creativity. As much as mega businesses might like to be more dependent on AI and robots, gratefully, we are not robots and don't have to be beholden to somebody's perfect algorithm for efficiency and productivity. We don't want to be in competition with the cold efficiency and calculated precision of AI. Neither Siri nor Alexa can experience compassion. They might be able to get smarter, so-called smarter, but they can't become wiser because being wise requires compassion and the human experience of life. They might even be able to do some technological magic, but they will never be able to produce or experience a miracle. Technology is growing at almost an unbelievable rate. It seems that in some ways, What was cutting edge a few minutes ago is already obsolete now. And literally, some of these things are advancing from minute to minute. Rather than anxiously awaiting weeks to get a handwritten reply in the mail, these days there are people who get angry with us that we haven't replied to their text from a minute ago. Technology may be making it possible for us to do In a matter of minutes, what used to take us hours and sometimes weeks, really, even a decade ago. But the increasing sophistication of technology often requires us to spend hours on the phone or online seeking tech support to get everything to work. And that doesn't 
account changing, a bunch of passwords every few days or installing the latest updates to make things work, to supposedly make life easier for us. (laughs) Between technology becoming central to everyone's daily life and all the profound changes that are needing to be made personally and collectively, what inevitably falls through the cracks of all this busyness? The awareness and validation of who we really are inside. When daily life becomes overwhelming or too stressful, we've had quite a few options available to us in society to take care of ourselves on physical, emotional, and mental levels. We even have technology to help us with some of that. Yet, often what keeps getting triaged as not urgent is our psychic well-being. As Jesus asked, What if a man gained the whole world and lost his own soul? Contrary to some popular religious beliefs, we don't have to sell our soul to the devil for us to lose it. We just have to misplace it to lose sight of it. I I put my soul somewhere. Where Uh, where where, is it? Oh, it's it's under my chair. (laughs) That is where the importance of giving your psychic or soul self regular TLC comes in. In this world, all too often, we are taught to tend first to our physical survival, to the exclusion of our psychic well-being. Which Yet, which came first, our soul or our body? Our soul is who we are as a spiritual being. It is the spiritual being running the body, after all. Spirit being eternal never goes away. The body, on the other hand, has to be born, and having been born is destined to die sooner or later. The body is temporary, whereas the soul is forever. And by the way, spirit and soul are the same to us. We are a spirit whether the body comes or it goes. So isn't it obvious that we need to first take care of our soul or psychic self? And if we are to take good care of what's most important in our life first, shouldn't we give our psychic self the best tender loving care that we can? Wouldn't taking great care of our soul self set up the foundation of how we can take care of our body and other aspects of our lives here in this world? A violinist could take the most, the utmost care of her violin, but if she neglects to take care of herself, she may not be well enough to play at her optimum or even play at all. Your body is the instrument for you as the spiritual being to express your creativity through and to experience the world in this dense physical universe. Yet, no matter how perfect your body may be, without you as spirit shining brightly in it, it cannot live. Now is the time to take tender, loving care of your inner psychic being, not only to get through these challenging times, but even more so to thrive and live joyously. So, how do you provide TLC for your psychic self? Well, What I find interesting is that all too often, when the subject of taking care of oneself comes up, so many people immediately jump to the conclusion that they need more 
me time. <laughs> yeah, does having more me time offer your psychic self more TLC? Well, it can, but it depends on how you have your me time and what me means to you. <laughs> Generally, what I observe most people doing when they want me time is that they want to get away from everyone else and have some time by themselves to relax and not have to give to or be concerned about others. Me time often means to many people a time to physically chill and not have to think too much about any problems to solve or work that has to get done. Yet, what's the real purpose behind any of us needing TLC for our inner being? Giving our inner psychic being some tender loving care means giving that essential aspect of our self validation. Hello, I see the light you are. I welcome and appreciate that you are. I'm happy that you are you. There's no demands, expectations, judgments, threats, competition, or invalidation of any kind. When you validate the real inner you, you give yourself all the space you need to fully be as you are. And the most important part of giving yourself that space is for you to be aware of yourself as the psychic being that you are. Another part of the secret of TLC is that you give it. You give your psychic self space to be. You give yourself validation. You give yourself communication. You give. All too often, I've seen people get into a taking mode when they want me time. Rather than a giving to who they are soul-wise, they start trying to take some time for themselves and separate themselves away from others so that they don't have to give to others. When we take, we divide and isolate ourselves. The more we isolate ourselves, the unhappier and unhealthier we become. Isolation is fundamental to any suffering. When we are at one with the whole, we're happy. The more divided and separate from that wholeness we get, the unhappier we become. From my personal experience all my life, I was always happiest when I was giving. I was always happiest when I was loving in some way. I may have been loving a person, an animal, a job, loving doing a creative project, or just loving where I was at that time. But it was always the loving that made me happy. I realized that it's in the loving that we experience our inner happiness and fulfillment. When we're loving, we become whole, less divided. When we withhold our loving, we separate ourselves away, become isolated and unhappy. It's quite simple. It seems to never fail. All you have to do is to examine your own life and find out what it was that made you happy 
every time you were happy. You may discover, too, that you were loving something or someone in some way at that time. Anytime we're loving, we're also giving. When we're loving, we always give. We share. When we think in terms of what's in it for me, we close ourselves off from the magnificence of life. Thinking all about me and wanting just for me isolates us from the whole that is life. So the essence of TLC for your inner psychic self is giving and loving. To give your psychic being TLC, you have to become aware of what you truly love. How do you love being? What do you love doing? What are you most grateful for in your life? Giving your psychic self TLC is never a selfish act. It can't be just about me. Giving your psychic self TLC is what that commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, is really about. It's in loving others that you give TLC to your own psychic being. You can't be kind to yourself if you're being unkind to others. Wherever you are unkind to another, you're, <laughs> you're hurting yourself. Whenever you're loving to another, you're loving yourself. Then, what about the burnout syndrome that so many givers and healers experience in their lives? These are not the meanies or the bullies that go through burnout. These are the generous, big-hearted, loving people. What's with that? All too often, a giver gets overwhelmed with the incessant needs of others <clears throat> and from all the suffering they experience that so many people are in. The giver ends up needing to just think about one, no one else or their problems and just think about and be good to themselves. Yet if healers isolate themselves from others and withhold giving and loving, they're not going to be happy. What leads a giver or healer to overwhelm or burnout? It's not the giving that causes that, but how the giver is giving. When givers take from themselves in trying to give to others, sooner or later, they would burn out or become overwhelmed. It's never the giving part that does you in. It's the taking part. If you take away from yourself in order to give to another, you hurt yourself in the process. Giving is undivided. When you give, you're included in the receiving as well. You can't give to others without giving to yourself as well. True giving is when you're giving to yourself so much and so consistently that you can't help but to share your abundance. There's no taking in that equation. In a sense, you give so much to your inner being that the over overflow or surplus naturally and without effort goes to everyone else. 
If you instead mistreat yourself or shortchange yourself in favor of giving to others, then you drain yourself of life in an effort to resuscitate others. Remember, if you pass out, you won't be able to administer CPR to anyone else. That's a nice example. (laughs) So often I have seen a young woman who, upon discovering that she was pregnant, completely changed her diet and lifestyle to give her unborn child the best TLC she could give. In a physical sense, that's like giving to oneself in order to give to another. The mother has to treat herself and her body well if she hopes to give her baby the best care. You have to do the same if you're to give others the best TLC. You have to give your psychic inner self TLC first, and then you would be in shape to give the same to others. But you can't give yourself TLC if you try to hold on to it as just for me. Well, we're coming up on our first break, and we have much more to speak about in this subject. But we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass we have coming up. And it's titled, Make a Psychic Pit Stop, Energy Work to Recharge. It's happening on Saturday, May 15th, so it's a little down the road. You can mark your calendars. And it's from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. You learn how to psychically step out of all the craziness and busyness of the day and do energy work to help you revitalize and live more joyously. For all the details and to sign up, go to our February events calendar section on our website, which is michaeltamura.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com, michaeltamura.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, and speak to our wonderful assistant, Noelle. She knows everything that we do, and she's at her desk Monday to Friday. Also, be sure to sign up to be on our mailing list when you go onto our website. We'd love to have be able to inform you about all our upcoming events, and there are many, 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 many. We'll continue with... TLC for your psychic self in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamora.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. For those of you just joining us, we've been discussing why TLC for your psychic self is more important than ever now and what providing some tender, loving care for your soul might involve. Let us continue. Well, I wanted to share a story with you about uh, It's kind of a long story. I hope it will be worth it for some of you, but I think many of you can relate to this sort of a situation. Um, I am a person who works and is utterly willing to work to get done what needs to be done. A whole bunch of years ago, I ended up in quite a conundrum. I was working a full-time job. I was taking advanced psychic classes, and I was also teaching in the evenings at the same psychic school. I was young, enthusiastic, and utterly, utterly willing. But then one day... Uh, The part of the psychic school where I taught wanted me to not only do more than what I was already doing, but even more, and on top of that, it would add two hours of driving time to my already full schedule to do so. Uh, And what was being asked of me was, in my opinion, a bit too much. All of this time, I was, at, at this time, I was, what was presented to me right before uh, was presented to me right before a class. I was about to walk into a classroom. I had just spent an hour meditating. I was in a great space. It was a practice that, that took an hour for me to really set my space and, uh, and be what I thought at the time was a good teacher. When this person asked, no, really, he demanded, I do this extra thing, it hit me like an absolutely huge ton of bricks. How could I squeeze one more thing into my schedule? Why did he have to ambush me right before my class? I felt immediately horrible and wondered how I was just going to teach a peaceful psychic meditation class for three hours. That's right. Our classes were three hours back then. And they still are these days, I guess. (laughs) The man, my quote-unquote boss at the time, walked away, leaving me shaken and upset, obviously. I saw that wall of overwhelm coming at me, as many givers do, and within seconds I knew I had to go teach my class, and I also knew I needed to do something. Here's what I did, and believe me when I say this, I had no time to think about it. I asked for God's help, Spirit's help, and I took the whole overwhelm and the problem itself, and I turned this unreasonable request over to spirit. I knew I could not carry this, what was to me, this big dump onto me. I couldn't carry it into my classroom. When I did this, I immediately felt better and experienced encouragement to go teach and not worry about it for the moment. 
What a relief. I walked into my class, and that's when the magic happened. As I taught a class on dealing with the problems of others, ironically, I also experienced another part of myself, my inner being, observing myself teaching and giving my all to the class. That part also started creating a solution to this intrusion, and I was aware of that part of myself as I was of the teacher me teaching. At the end of the evening, I felt as though I had taught a really good class as my 35-plus students left the room, happy from what I could tell, with what they learned from me. I felt totally full and complete and spiritually at peace. I also realized I had an answer, a good one, for what my boss had asked of me and the way I, also the way I would present it to him. The solution was not to confront the really bad manner in which he made this demand of me, but to appeal to him with all the love and caring I was attempting to give myself in my answer to him. I said no. I couldn't do what he wanted and all the lists of the reasons why. I did not whine or accuse him of anything. I did this for the sake of my own well-being. I had been told I might lose my teaching position if I didn't do this thing. That was part of what I was told just before I walked into my class. In addressing that, I told him he would lose me anyway if he demanded I do what, what he asked of me and that it was just really too much for one person. And what was very cool was when I was in that state of teaching and that part of me that was still processing what happened to me just before I worked in the class, I had never had that before. I didn't feel divided. It wasn't like there were two me's. It was all part of me, and I got to see when I was able to let it go, not take it personally at the moment, and trust that I would have a really good way of handling it that was not only not offensive to the person who demanded this of me, but it was also not offensive to me to have to be able to be confrontive or angry or anything like that. Now, sometimes we have to get angry just to get our point across to someone, but I prefer the peaceful way myself. And how did that end up? How that ended up was it, um, and by the way, the situation that was being asked of me, I didn't give details on because it would take probably 15 minutes. It was pretty complicated. And what What I can say is at the end of the day, the person, the boss person just let it go and didn't demand it of me, even though why he was so difficult with me was somebody was on his back to have me do this. So it was, you know, what rolls downhill sometimes. (laughs) And I got hit with it just before I walked into the class. But this was a very classic example of being able to go into my grace and handle it in a way that had a solution and had it come out a different way such as if I would have lost my job I probably would have moved into something else that was far better for me and I was willing to take that risk in saying no and it it was very much worth it for me and the key there in Raphael's example and experience is oh she didn't divide herself and she wasn't taking from herself to try to give 
to somebody else or taking from someone else to try to give to herself. There is no division. There is communication. And the truth, being true to yourself, regardless of what the consequences might be. Yes. We have a caller on hold, so... Why don't we take her? We'll take the caller. Lorraine from California. Are you there? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's not one of those, you know, uh, uh, if, you have, if you have something to say, forever hold your peace or whatever. <laughs> you don't have to stay on hold forever. <laughs> so, Lorraine, tell us, what would you like? What is your question? Oh. Thank you. Um, well, I'm, I'm open to either giving you a specific question or just doing a general reading. This, this um, particular topic is definitely resonating with me. Mm-hmm. And, and did you have a particular question in mind or, or just in mostly yeah. in general? Okay, go ahead. Well, well um, basically the, the pattern that's, that's kind of lighting up on this subject is this um, stinginess that I don't like in myself. Mm. about don't take my time. You're mm-hmm. taking my time. So I love teaching, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if someone asks more than I want, I immediately go into resentment. And then I don't like that because it's neither kind nor generous, nor does it reflect the spirit that I want to, um, the spirit that I am. Yes, exactly. Because when you get into that, what you called stingy mode, <laughs> That's not you. That's not you as the spirit that you are. That's not your soul. That's not your psychic self. That's that's just a bunch of, mm, what would you say, stuff that you took on from other people and, and, and also learned how to, quote, protect yourself. So much of what we learn in trying to protect ourselves from harm backfires because it's not true it's not correct and the first thing is you as spirit doesn't require protection i mean since nobody can kill you on a spirit level as a spirit they can't even change you they can't even do harm to you so then why would any of us need to protect our spirit our soul self right that the, that part doesn't need the protection Physical body, yes. You know, if you run in front of a bus, you get run over. If you stand in front of a bullet, you get shot. So, and, and it gets hurt or you can even die. But not for spirit. So then when you're giving yourself as the soul self, TLC, just like Raphael said, she, I think, used the word uh, was in her grace. That just means she was giving to herself, the spirit, the space to be the spirit that she is instead of falling for whatever the ego reactions might be saying, oh, no, you can't do, you can't take one more person. You can't do one more thing. It's over the top because that's what she first ran into, right? When, when that boss person came at her and dumped all this stuff, it was already she was over the top in terms of her commitment and time and energy and and all the things she had to do. And then when this person just dumped it on her and said, you know, it's an ultimatum, do it or else. (laughs) 
at first mm-hmm. it was like, no, I can't do this. And, and this is going to ruin my teaching space walking into that class. But she didn't let that happen. That's what she's, what's going on in the reactive part of the mind is, no, 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 no. And then she just didn't fall for it. She didn't listen to that. She just said, she didn't ignore it either. She just said, no, that's not the way I want to go. That's not the decision I'm going to make. So then when she gave it all to spirit, oh, that was like opening the door to her inner being. Spirit is within each of us. We're, we're all spirit. And the funny thing is we're all the exact same spirit. There's only one spirit. And so when we, in some way, shape, or form, open ourselves up to that spirit that we are, ah, that's where the grace is. And this is a, this is, it's a really good question, Lorraine, because when this is something that everyone goes through, because at any given time, spirit is totally quiet, totally giving. Totally neutral, loving. All the things that we get happy about. Now, on the other side, the ego is always chattering, always complaining, complaining, whining, <clears throat> demanding, throwing a tantrum, threatening, <laughs> or enticing. You know, the ego is always trying to either <clears throat> seduce, tempt, or threaten. And it's, it's noisy. It's like the jackhammer going on in the construction when you're trying to meditate. <laughs> so then, that's a good example. If you're, if you're trying to meditate and you go, okay, I can't meditate because of this jackhammer and this construction crew right outside the window, guess what? You fell for the ego. But in spite of the jackhammer and all the ruckus and everything, you just go, okay, that's, they're going to do that. I, I can go to City Hall, but by the time I, I you know, formally put my complaint in and got a lawyer and the whole bit, it it's cost money, and they'd probably be gone by then. <laughs> so you have to make that decision very much like Raphael did. Just, okay, what is it? What is most important to me? And this is where giving your psychic self TLC comes in is, oh yeah, I need to honor my inner self. I need to love my inner self. I need to to accommodate, give my, my inner being space to be. And the minute you do that, okay, the jackhammer, the boss yelling at you, whatever, all the people wanting some a piece of you starts to get more in the background. They don't stop. They, they're going to keep on throwing that check. That boss is you know, still angry and all that stuff. That's not going to change. The construction crew is going to be there until they're finished. But you're no longer put yourself in the place of being beholden to them. You decide, no, I'm going to be true to myself. And that's why you've always had that experience of, I don't like it when I'm the stingy as even the thoughts are going through your mind and you go, no, 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 not what, not you. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with you. I can't give to you one more thing. That part, if you, if you cater to it, you give it power, but your part is to make that decision. Is that really me? Is that who I am? 
Is that myself as spirit? No, it's not. That's why you know I don't like that. You don't like it because it's not you. <laughs> if it were you, yeah. you'd like it. And and so you go, okay, what do I like? How, how do I like it when I am a certain way? And you, you go, oh, well, when I'm giving, when I'm kind, when I'm generous, oh, then I'm happy, right? When, you, when you're stingy and you become that way, you don't like yourself. But when you're kind and generous and giving, you go, oh, yeah, I like, that's me. That's who I am. And because that's who you are in spirit. Spirit is always giving kind and peaceful. And so it's just a matter of choosing to be the spirit that you are. The minute you do that, you voted for yourself, gave yourself TLC. Ah. Yes, and one other thing is a lot of times that um, resistance when somebody is asking for your time comes from um, holding against someone else that uh, same request. In other words, there's someone in your past who you probably haven't forgiven for taking your time from you. Well, uh, thank you so much for calling, Lorraine. Uh, did you want to keep her on the line so we can talk to her some more after the break? Sure. Okay, so we are... Coming up to our second break, and we have exciting news for you. Although we still won't be able to travel to Switzerland to do our annual events there in person, we will be able to offer you what was originally planned for Zurich, Friday evening workshop and weekend seminar via Zoom online. In fact, that will make these events more available to any of you interested anywhere in the world. For that, we're ever grateful for the dedication and love of our hosts, Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Imlicht. On Friday, May 21st, Michael will teach the class titled Psychic Communication in Your Life, What It Is, What It Does, and What to Do With It to Heal Yourself. A fabulous two-hour workshop. Then on the weekend of May 22nd and 23rd, he'll teach his in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar titled Psychic Communication, Prayer Healing, and Living Your Most Joy-Filled Life. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be online or by phone via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, the Friday workshop will be at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and the weekend seminar will be given each day from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. That means we get up really early to, to teach these. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be your time in the daytime. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, for details in English, along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out all the details and sign up online at the forum, Imlicht website, www.imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. In just a bit, we'll return for more TLC for your psychic self. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's nice to have you back with us. We've been discussing the increasing need for TLC for your psychic self more than ever as we move through this time of great global awakening and all the challenges that come with that. So let's continue. We were just speaking with Lorraine, who happened to call into the show today, surprising us. Hi, Lorraine. Are you back on? Yes. There she is. (laughs) Yes, I didn't get to quite finish um, what I was wanting to uh, talk to you about. There is another part of the formula of your resistance when someone asks for your time. And that has to do with you being really psychically sensitive to someone's thought when they come to you. And that is sometimes people, when they're asking for our time, they feel guilty about doing it because they know they... uh, they're either pushing the envelope, so to speak, or they, they're probably trying to sometimes pass on a problem to you that isn't yours to solve, and they know it. So you feel their guilt, but you think that guilt is your own. And um, you're one of those people like me, in a sense, that doesn't really like to have guilt to program you to do something. And, and so you sort of go through this little set of pictures. You know, we talk on this show a lot about mental image pictures, and, and a whole set of pictures comes up. Some of the ones are the ones I was talking about earlier where, you know, you gave your time and, and, and you felt uh, gived out, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. You were gived out because it was too much, and, um, it's, it, and you, it was not fulfilling for you. And then the other is if you don't do it, you'll feel guilty, and a lot of times that's just you picking up on the other person's guilt. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing has to do with power and powerlessness. When is it that we become overwhelmed or we're going to be burnt out? If I take one more question, if I take one more student, if I take one more uh, whatever, I'm going to get burnt up, <laughs> burnt out. And, and so what is that? Oh, 
that's responsible uh, going on with the guilt. What's the other end of guilt is responsibility, right? Oh, yeah, you're guilty because you should be responsible. You should be this way. You should be that way and all that kind of stuff. And but there's no space for when when you're going, but I can't uh, or it could be not just because you're overwhelmed, but if somebody came to you and you're not a brain surgeon and they, they said, I, I need brain surgery right away or else I'm going to die. Well, as much as you would like to help that person, you can't operate. I mean, you know, if you try to operate on them, not only is it illegal and you'll get arrested, but you'll kill the person and not do them any good. So your, your hands are tied. You're going, wait a minute, I can't give you what you're seeking. I can't give you what you need. And yet you'd like to. This is the this is the part that that's divides the, that's you. That's the conundrum. Right that's the there. conundrum. You're a giver. You're a healer. You're a giver. You always want to give whatever someone else is asking, especially if they're if they're suffering, especially if they're having a hard time. You 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 jump on the uh, you know being able to give to them, but sometimes you can't in the sense of you can't give them what they need, let's say, on a physical level, you can't give them what they need uh, on, say, expertise level. You can't give them what they need in terms of sometimes just time. You don't have the time. You are you got this other commitment and somebody runs right in front of you and says, hey, could you do this? Uh, it'll be only quick, real quick. I get that all the time. Oh, Michael, that after uh, I've been teaching, you know, an hour overtime, somebody says, oh, I just have this little simple, uh, uh, you know, little little quick question. And it's always the, <laughs> so it's the big question. <laughs> it's I like, a, yes, what's the meaning of the universe question? <laughs> and so it's like that. Well, that, what, what does that do? It, it puts us into a place of division. I want to give. I really do, but I can't. That's called helplessness, right? We never feel helpless if we don't care about giving. If we, we don't want to do what somebody's asking of us, we're not helpless. If, if we are witnessing somebody suffering and, and um, they're not asking anything and uh, we're not interested in giving anything, we wouldn't feel helpless that we can't do anything to relieve them of their suffering. But if there's anything where they're psychically screaming out for help, you're aware of it, you experience that, and your response is, yes, what can I give to you? But what they need or what they're asking for, it's not within your your realm to give it, your power to give it to them. So then we get divided, and when we're divided, we feel powerless. And guilty. When we're unified, when we're single, we're powerful. The power is within us. But when we get divided within ourselves, we break up the power. We become helpless. But that is not ever true. We just think it is because the immediacy of things, we feel like we're not being able to give anything. But we're never, ever powerless or helpless in that situation we could be incredibly tired. We just are zapped out. We don't have a one ounce of energy left to give. We can't even think straight. But when you remember, oh, I'm spirit. 
which means everyone's spirit. There's only one spirit, including the person who's asking for something. I may not be able to give what they're asking for or what they need in the way they're asking for it, but I can always give. And what I give doesn't require any effort, doesn't require energy expenditure, doesn't require me to do something physically, doesn't even require me to think. It just requires me to make a simple decision. And that decision, a little bit like what Raphael said earlier on in the show, is, oh, spirit is whole. It's more than just me. I have to get out of the picture of me as a separate individual person who can only do so much. Spirit, it's limitless, never-ending. So then I just go, okay, spirit, oh, yeah. Right now, I just don't have the energy, time, or expertise, or know-how, or whatever to do this part. But what I can always give someone is to ask for them on their behalf so that they can have their next step, so that they can take their next step toward what they really ultimately need. As long as I can help contribute to them being able to have their next step, ah, they're moving in the right direction. I may not be the end all, I may not be able to save them, but they're going to get help. And it's never failed. I've never experienced that failing. Just a little fun, where I first recognized it in a very immediate way was I was driving on the freeway looking down and there was this old man who was on a bicycle, rickety old man on a rickety old bicycle in this industrial part of town. I'm, you know, quite a few uh, yards above where on the freeway above where he was riding his bicycle. Nobody's around. He turns a corner and hits the curb with his bicycle, flips over, and I can tell immediately. I'm looking now, you know, on the side view mirror and rear view mirror, and I can see he's hurt. He's not getting up. And, uh, but I look around, uh, my immediate thought was, okay, where's the exit? Well, there's no exit for me for another mile, maybe more. So by, the, by that time, I'm not even going to know how to get back to this place. And so then, instead of being helpless, I just go, oh, yeah, hey, spirit, that man needs help right away and needs probably medical help. So I just shine the light on him, give him a grounding so that he could be found more easily. And before I drove away, and here I'm driving like 60 miles an hour or so, and before the whole scene gets out of my view in my rear view mirrors, guess what? A doctor <laughs> in, in scrubs, hospital scrubs <laughs> on his break <laughs> walks around. He's going on a break or something. He walks down the street right where he is, sees him, and he runs over to him. He even has a stethoscope around his neck already and, and a bag. And he starts to attend to him immediately. I mean, that's way better than anything I could have done uh, in terms of a physical uh, help right? Exactly what he needed was a medical doctor. 
to treat his injuries and to take him to the hospital if or call the hospital, you know, which was right down the street, apparently. And but what did I do? Oh, I asked for it. So that's where our power is. We don't have to be in competition with anybody else who's able to do amazing things on different areas than than we are. But any one of us could do that. Ask for it. And shine the light on that person and they will get help. And this has happened every single time. So does that answer your question, Lorraine? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Even more than I would have hoped. That is so empowering to know that I can just ask on their behalf. And you hit it on the head with the guilt about saying no to a particular form of request Mm -hmm. because I have this tape running in my head that, oh, uh, Buddha was teaching even on his deathbed. Yes. So so I should be giving to the point that I die and anything less, I'm being stingy or selfish and all these negative tapes playback that I should be, be as generous and compassionate as Buddha, even if I'm dying. Yes. Bring in one more caller, please. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, tapes are really old. (laughs) Nobody uses tapes anymore. (laughs) You must be as old as us. So, so, you know, know check those tapes. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thanks for calling Lorraine. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, All indeed. Right. Well, have a good All one. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it's so interesting because there have been times, too, since we just have a few seconds left here, where um, the situation was that I actually needed more time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it would be a very, very critical thing. And I would go through the same thing, give it over to spirit, and time was always made for me. A lot of times that happens in traffic. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. We could talk about this a long time, so maybe we will again. We're so glad that you tuned in today, and we hope that our show offered you uh, much to reflect upon in your life as well as provide some healing tools for yourself. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for a start of a whole new season of Living the Miracle. We'll launch our new season, and a season is 13 weeks, by the way, and we're going to launch it around the overall theme, Finding Your Way Back to Your True Self. And the first show of our 14th season will be The Big Lie, You Are Not Enough. That's the big lie. You are not (laughs) enough. The big lie. All right. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass Saturday, May 15th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on Make a Psychic Pit Stop Energy Work to Recharge. Check our website or call our office and speak to our wonderful assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. By the way, I mentioned Noel quite a bit because we're really a team of three, Michael, myself, and Noel. We do this whole thing ourselves. Well, we do have other help, such as Jeannie and others. So thank you all. Until then, everyone, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm. 
We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.